Hollywood, you are tuning into Hollywood and Friends. Appreciate you listening, however you're listening. We're here every Sunday, 6 p.m. Eastern. Um, yeah, we back. Usually, I'm here with uh Judy Blue, but today I'm here with a different friend for Hollywood and Friends. My boy Rel is back. Rel, what's good? What's good? Hey, young world. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How your weekend going so far? Uh, you know, so far, so good. Everything is good. I try not to have any complaints, you know, every day is a blessing. And so, yeah, we just roll with the punches. That's what it is on this good old Sunday. Um, I'm going to tell the people what we're going to be talking about for this week. If it's your first time tuning in, when we get into what over here, over here is what's hot in these blogs for the week. You know, the stories that have us all in the chokehold. This week, we'll be chopping it up about we're going to talk about the book of Clarence It's this new movie that just came out this weekend produced by Jay-Z written and directed by uh, James Samuel. And it's a, I would say a unique 
twist on the story of Jesus? Is that how we could say? Like, um, but we're gonna chop it up about it, what we think about it. Also, we're talking about Jonathan Majors. He did an interview recently with uh, ABC News and he referenced Coretta Scott King yet again. This time he likened Megan, Megan's good support to that of Coretta Scott King. And this time it prompted Coretta Scott's mom to enter the chat and she's not really feeling it. <laughs> We're gonna talk about it. Also, Angela Bassett got an honorary Oscar handed to her at the governor's ball just this week. Um, daughter, daughter, not mom. I said mom. I meant uh, Coretta Scott's daughter. Um, yeah, what else? Vivica Fox is in the blogs this week for some comments she made when asked about how she felt about Taraji calling studios and things out regarding, you know, everything that we've been speaking about for the past few weeks, whether it was the, they ain't have food, they have their own trailers originally, you know, the pay disparities. Someone asked Vivica Fox how she felt about it and her comments made people look at her like, huh? Like, but we're going to talk about it. And also, uh, the shooter that shot up the supermarket in Buffalo, this happened in 2022. The prosecutors are now seeking the death penalty for him. He was already sentenced to life in prison. We're going to talk about how we feel about that. That's what's hot in these blogs. We got what blows my mind a little later, but we're going to kick it off how we always do. And that's with the question of the week. This week's question of the week is what meal traumatized you as a kid? What meal traumatized you as a kid? Rel, I'm going to get your response first before we get into uh, the people on the internet. <laughs> What meal traumatized you as a kid? Wow, like there were there were quite a few because I was a picky child uh, when it came to eating and meals. So I think the one most, uh, if I had to just choose one, well, I can't because there were two that were like equally as traumatizing. So that would be <laughs> liver and chitlins. <laughs> okay. Liver and chitlins. So when my mom would prepare like, she would have to prepare like separate meals for me. Everybody else like kind of ate the same thing, but <laughs> like she would know that she had to have separate meals, but she would prepare liver in a way that reminded me of pork chop. She would fry the liver. She would smother it in gravy. And so one time I remember going in the kitchen, I'm like, oh, we got fried pork chop. <laughs> got him. Got him for sure. Like I picked up the pork chop, which what I thought was pork chop. And then, you know, ah. I picked my plate. <laughs> I began to eat and I was like, ah, what is this? That's <laughs> <laughs> like this liver. That's a true I, traumatizing experience oh for sure. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. I was sick. I was sick. I was like, nah, ma, you can't do that. You can't let me know. <laughs> you can't be disguising this like yeah. this. Give a man a warning. That's yeah. that's funny. Um a lot of the responses from the internet is is um very similar to yours um for me what meal traumatized me as a kid i was similar to you in terms of being picky i wasn't as picky as i am today but i think anytime i've had a bad experience with food 
it was traumatizing and then I never ate it again. I believe that's what's happened with chicken. Why I cut that out way back when. I believe that's what happened with corn. Why I can't eat it by itself. Like it's weird. I can eat it when it's like mixed in things, but I can't just eat corn alone. So no corn on the cob, no just bowl, no corn on the side, like none of that. Um, but, but that's the case with a lot of foods growing up. I think I just had like a bad experience with it and then it was a wrap for it. So yeah, it's, it's, it's too many things for me, but I'm going to just say uh, chicken and corn just because those are the first two things that came to my mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's take it to the internet's. Uh, Instagram, Dayrima said chitlings, just like you, with mad disgust emojis. Yeah, yeah. Made it off the elevator. Our homie Nita, she said llama beans. I like llama beans. She said that trauma. I love llama beans. Kids, right? Like, I love um, llama beans. <laughs> tell, them, tell them how you really feel about them. I love, actually, I love all beans, all beans, all peas, right? Like, I have no no dislike for any beans or peas so yeah okay. i love lima beans they just haven't had the right lima beans i think uh made it off the elevator that was nita right that was nita uh nita had the bean nita just gotta have my my lima beans okay she'll be all right, she'll yeah. be all right. Yeah. <laughs> um fashion pursuit said king's vitamin cereal they said i will spit on that box if i see it it tastes <laughs> like the cardboard box that it's sold in Yikes, I've never had King's vitamin cereal. Um, the girl <laughs> Sama, the girl Sama said fried plantain and egg sauce. What? Huh. Um, Skilo Smoll, you know these Instagram handles be a lot, said liver every week to treat my anemia, still can't eat it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pick yeah. 10 said oatmeal. What? You ain't no oatmeal? I love oatmeal. <laughs> I like oatmeal, <laughs> too. Uh, Crystal Lynn said liver and onions. Okay. See that liver coming up. You see how they feel about liver, that I'm liver. telling you, there's so many people. What meal traumatized you as a kid? Question of the week. Uh, Salo Joe 2014 said liver. Another one for liver. And 45 Medicare said squash and okra. I can't hate on the okra. Now, I didn't like okra growing up, but as I got older, uh, yeah, it became okay. Especially fried okra. Like, it's good. And then squash is not really bad either, but I can see why people don't like it. Yeah, a lot of these things I've never had. I can't recall ever having liver. I never had chitlins. For one, I didn't like the way they smelled growing up and then learning what they actually were. It's like they smell like what they are, and we still was eating it. It's like right, like like why are we eating hog intestines? I think Hope Hope said it best. Like they, it, it was based off our um our ancestors, right? Like correct. They fed us pork and pig intestines because that they that's how they looked at us. Like we we get like the the last of the worst of. Right? It was, like it was yeah it was, and it, it was just kind of became food. like a thing and it got passed down and passed down and passed down and now here we are in 2024 still cooking up intestines <laughs> and loving it <laughs> hey look you gotta make uh lemonade out of lemons right i mean 
Hey, oh, man. <laughs> Someone said liver I don't like, but not traumatized. I would say powdered eggs and ketchup. Wow, powdered eggs. They say when I went to daycare, they would eat that. Smell and taste awful. It still affects me. <laughs> I mean, I kind of have like that issue in terms of because I went to like a preschool, uh, private type school. And that's my thing. My relationship with milk today is because they used to serve us like spoiled milk. And I used to like milk as a little boy, but they would serve us spoiled milk. And so that taste remained with me. Even when growing up and trying to drink a glass of milk, I could never. I always had that taste <laughs> in my mouth. Like, ugh. There's a lot of people like you. Meanwhile, I could down a glass in 0.2 seconds straight out. I put a video on my TikTok recently of me just drinking milk for no reason other than to piss people off who don't like it. I got so many comments on there like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, our producer, Stacy, she said she just had chitlins over Christmas for the first time in years. She said it gave her a headache. <laughs> she says she absolutely hates chitlins. I'm with her. And she only had a little bit of it. I wouldn't I even try it. Y'all mm -hmm. good. Y'all bold. I, I wouldn't even try it. But that's what's, uh, the question of the week. If we get any more responses throughout the show, I'll read them. But let's get into what's hot in these blogs. Let's talk about... Hold on, because I'm, I'm over here messing with my, my video real quick. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> Let's talk about The Book of Clarence. This movie just dropped this week, starring Lakeith Stanfield. And it was written and directed by a guy named James Samuel. Turns out he's not only a filmmaker, he's also a producer and a singer. And he also curated the, the soundtrack. He produced, I'm thinking the whole thing, I'm not... Fully, fully sure. He's also singing on there. It's, it's a whole big situation over there. Fast out to James Samuel. But this movie is what I consider to be a unique take on what we know as the story of Jesus. And it's kind of, it's like part truth. And he also threw in some fiction in there as well, right? To, to make it original. Um, so I was first wondering when I, when I seen it, cause rail, you're the perfect person to have on today for this. Cause rail is way more in tune and familiar with the word than I am. <laughs> and so watching this, I had a lot of questions and I would hit rail like, yo, like, is, did that really happen? Did that really happen? Did that really happen? So let's talk about it. First things. I'm going to try not to, we're not going to try not to give away like too much spoilers, but if you know, you know, right? Right. You say so. Um, so many people being, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, tortured or whatever. Were there that many messiahs that were abused and, and hung or whatever? In well, the well, not messiahs, right? Um, so in the Book of Clarence, they poked, I call it poking fun at kind of like people, mm -hmm. they were arresting people or they're looking for people who were claiming to be messiahs, right? But that was the main reason why Jesus, and let me, let me start off with the disclaimer, I'm, I don't proclaim to be a uh, biblical scholar of any sort, um, but I have, 
you know, read the Bible or some books in the Bible, not even all 66 books. Um, and oh, I do proclaim to have a relationship with, uh, <clears throat> with Christ, right? So in this movie, they um, depict, uh, which is poking fun to me, because uh, I, I kind of found it hilarious. They were like, yeah, we're looking for all the messiahs. We want to gather up all the messiahs. And we, we can tell from the word, is what you said, that Jesus came. He was the second coming. He was the messiah. But the <clears throat> Romans believed that he was false, like he was this false. He wasn't the second coming. He wasn't a messiah. And so they, that was a crime. Basically, he was lying. He was going around, you know, doing these miracles, performing these miracles and so forth. And they felt it was a lie and it was a mockery, right? So it was a crime. Mm -hmm. So in the, in the movie, you know, they had all these people um, and they, these, these were criminals in essence, right? It wasn't just all messiahs. Or in the, in the word, messiahs. they were criminals. They were criminals, correct. Right. And in the movie, they criminals. made it like they were messiahs. Messiahs, correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Are you were done? I thought you still had more. Oh no, I thought you still had more. <laughs> but no, the movie overall, like um I, I I liked it. I liked it. I liked that it, they they kept the story um and you know everything that Jesus said in, in the word, you know, um in terms of like even the scene with the Mary scene, the Mary Magdalene scene where uh, played by Tiana Teller, by the way. Fashion played star. by Tiana Teller, correct. They were stoning her, right? Right. Um, and they were stoning her because they said she was a whore. Well, she was brought before, you know, she was brought to the temple in the book, in the word. Mm -hmm. She was brought to the temple because, um, in essence, she was a whore or committed adultery of some sort. And they, she was brought there to be stoned, right? Right. And so Jesus comes to save her. And he says to the people, well, you know, who here is without sin? Because basically saying, you know, okay, you consider her being a whore to be a sin or an adulterer to be a sin, but then all of us, all, all of you, not him, but all of you are sinners. Everyone's a sinner. So who here is without sin? Let him or her cast the first stone. So I'm be willing to cast phrase. the stone. Like, yeah, throw your stone. If you ain't, if you without sin, throw the stone, like stoner. But if you are with sin, you can't stone her because you just like her. You, right, you need right. to be stoned yourself, basically. So, you know, I like that they kept, you know, what was true right. in in the movie. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. And um, another thing, too, that was in it that <clears throat> I found dope is the the characters of who they show Jesus reveal Jesus to be is more accurate right to how he's described in the word because I was wondering how how this white man came about like who we not we but a lot of people have in their homes on pictures and stuff as Jesus and they ended up showing someone that looked like that person in the movie. <laughs> and so I was curious. I was like, so is that how that really like came about um, with the white Jesus? And then you told me that the actual description of it, you could expound more on that, um, the actual yeah. description of him in the Bible. So 
you know, I think that that depiction of Jesus coming from our white counterparts, right? Because they're not going to present to us a black savior, right? Because they're supreme. Their white race is supreme, right? So right. it would be a white savior for everyone, for the world, right? It wouldn't be a black savior. However, in the word, the description of Jesus in the word would make you think that it, Jesus was black, right? Because it talks about Jesus having hair of wool, you know, right. snow white. Um, it talks about him having um, eyes fiery red, right? Like a fiery furnace. Right. Um, it talks about him having feet that are like brass, right? Like as if he walked through coal or on coal. And so all of these <clears throat> descriptions of Jesus wouldn't point you or wouldn't have you create a picture in your mind that it's a white man. Especially right, not long, the hair, straight, hair of wool. Right. We don't know <laughs> right. any any white people with hair of wool. <laughs> like exactly. Exactly. So our white counterparts are not going to um present to us or the world as having a black savior, right? Because we're inferior to them, right? And that's all that was. That that's why this this depiction of Jesus or this illustration of Jesus is of a white man with blue eyes with long floy hair, you know, mm -hmm. the the white savior of the world. That's what that comes from. Yeah. It's, and so it's... I'm glad that they poked fun at that. And, you know, it's it's acceptable, right? Everybody accepts it. So even in the movie, when they do see this person, right? This who white looks person, like what we know. Who, who looks like knowing, we know right? to be a Jesus. Like, oh my gosh. Like, you know, yeah. I don't want to tell you. And how they but... reacted to him. Like, exactly. You can say, it, you can say it. <laughs> how they react with such reverence. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, like he's so pure and he's so old. Right, right, right. He's Jesus. Right. Right. With with he he didn't even do anything, right? He Nothing. he didn't perform a miracle. <laughs> he didn't <laughs> he didn't speak a word. Nothing. They just I mean he had the he had the coins because the act the other uh Messiah, uh Jesus of oh, Nazareth, yeah. Yeah, um gave true. him that that power. Correct. The coins or whatever, abundance. but yeah, right of abundance. Yeah, he had blessed them with some with some, some money. So yeah, 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 that portion. But yeah, yeah that's how that um, came about. So I I like that they did stay they stayed true to uh, what we know to be true in the word. They stayed right. true to his 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 story, Jesus's story. You know, the him being beat, you know, whipped, mm -hmm. um, him bearing the cross, like walking with the cross. Yeah, um, with them fiery red eyes with the fiery red eyes they they saw that the only thing they didn't have was the thorn um um on his head a crown of thorns which they mm -hmm. they placed on his head as well they didn't have that but they did have um lakeith walking with the with the with the cross bearing the cross while being whipped and still having to carry this cross um to be then laid upon the cross and stakes driven through his hands and through his feet they stay true right. to that they say true to him once he was uplifted on the cross where he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He, he spoke those words. That was true. That, that's also in the word. So I like that, that, yes, they say very true to everything that transpired with Jesus's death and resurrection in the movie. What yeah. I was really proud of, though, is that it also showed where... Uh, well, I guess that would be telling the movie. Nah, tell say, it, movie. say it, say it, say yeah, it. Yeah, where this individual, right, that they captured that was, was supposed to be the Messiah because 
this person was pretending to be the messiah right right so this really was a crime right and they arrested this person and they you know state this person as if this person was jesus and putting them to death like they they pierced his side you know they whipped them they threw they drove the stakes through his hands and through his feet and yet this person was not really the messiah this was a person that took the place of jesus so in this in this movie we don't see jesus being crucified we see a person laying down his life for jesus mm -hmm. right and that was so profound to me like my god like jesus was sent it was prophesied that he came to save the world right to lay down his life for the world but yet this individual that they depicted in the movie laid down his life for Jesus. And I was like, right. wow. Like, so that was one of the aspects that um, was the original originality. Um, the well, unique it, it twist the on the I unique guess? twist on it. Exactly. Yeah. Like that's the unique twist. Like, you know, Jesus came and died for us. But in this movie, we have someone who was willing to give his life for Jesus because he he had had an experience with Jesus. Right. Right. He he did. He, he didn't come into it being a believer. Right. But ultimately. Absolutely. He, he was the total opposite of, of a believer. He actually was like stead on like. He doesn't exist like, like you know, yeah, like, exactly. Like knowledge fools, is like, better. Knowledge is, is more knowledge is more powerful than belief. Right. Yes, he, he, that's he what he stood on saying. that, right? Knowledge is better than believing, right? So you got to have knowledge. And so he wasn't a believer initially. So for him to not be a believer and then have an experience with Jesus and then become a believer and then be crucified for believing and not willing to give up Jesus, right? That says something, right? So that right. twist on it alone had me like, uh, and all, like, I don't know. But I had shed a few tears up in the theater. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So uh, yeah, <laughs> it was just that okay. touching. So <laughs> yeah, that that was profound to me. Like yeah, like who who do you know? Even today, like in our society today, who would give up their life, right, for Jesus? Right. Now Jesus right. came and gave up his life for us, but who? Who would give up their life for Jesus? Right. That's the question. And especially to have it be someone who originally didn't believe and came around. Correct. Like, so that that part definitely um was something. And I liked how even with him originally saying knowledge is more um powerful than belief. Belief, yeah. Um, it kind of had a full circle moment when when he was asked to um, walk on water and, you know, was able to, and people like his, his brother was on some, like, like, how did you do that? Like, and he was like, I thought you didn't believe. Or, or no, he said it was God. And the brother was like, I thought you didn't believe. He was like, I don't believe. I know. Yep. And that comes right back to like, not the whole knowledge yep. is more powerful than uh, belief i thought that was dope too that that right because at the moment. end of the day you can believe but you got to still know that you know yeah. that you know you gotta right. know so it's one thing to believe yes believe but you still got to know what you believe right yeah. so in essence that's true you know so, yeah 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 um yeah definitely definitely dope and it was over two hours long didn't feel like it they it didn't 
drag out. It, it, it did it. That's when you know a movie is good when it could be over two hours and you don't even realize it. Um. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was dope. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was, it was dope. dope too. I thought it was. Dope. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else in the movie that I wanted to talk about. Um, um the betrayal aspects. Oh, uh, right. They they did include um Judas the Judas aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. What else? They included um Jesus of Nazareth knowing that Judas was going to portray him. Correct. And telling his uh, disciples that they're going to come for me in three days. That's in the word too, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, they're going to come for me. I have to go because it's me fulfilling the prophecy. Um, They're going to crucify me in essence. That's that's basically what he was letting them know. Um, So they're going to do these things to me. Um, but don't worry, basically, don't worry, you yeah. know, because it is all in me fulfilling this prophecy. This is why I was sent here. I was sent here to do just this. So don't worry at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah, it, it was dope. It was it, it was definitely dope. It has some comedic moments in there as well. And um, yeah, I don't know if there's anything else. What else was interesting yeah. is the um now that I think about it, is it um Barabbas. Barabbas, how I pronounced it. Oh, the, the guy who was um who, a mortal. Who, who who he so that was the thing for me, right? Because the word doesn't depict him as being immortal, but however, he was someone who was in prison with Jesus when they arrested Jesus, right? Uh-huh. The same as they arrested Lakeith. Uh, who was pretending to be the Messiah. Right. He was in prison with him. But in this, in the movie, uh, they choose Barabbas to, who's in prison, to fight, right? Lakeith, who's pretending to be the Messiah, in order to be freed right. from prison. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the disciples had told Lakeith that if in order for him to be the 13th apostle, he needs to do something selfless right like free the slaves and so he goes where you know these gladiators are all slaves you know they're fighting one another and so but they are all slaves so he goes to freedom and so they say oh okay well you need to fight our best which is barabbas barabbas (laughs) and (laughs) he goes to fight him barabbas says that he's immortal but in the book Barabbas or Barabbas is actually a murderer, right? And he mm. is imprisoned. And when they arrest Jesus and Jesus is in prison, the king um, didn't really want to arrest Jesus, right? However, he had to, right? He was under pressure to arrest him. So he says he doesn't want to make, he'll leave the choice up to the people. So he goes okay. to the people and asks the people, who do they want released? And the people vote to release Barabbas, the murderer, instead okay. of Jesus, right? So that was that difference. That was kind of like that that parody for me, right? Where, you know, Barabbas says, I'm immortal in the movie. Like, he can't yeah. be killed. Um, yeah, that was something that really, really was funny to me, right? And still, <laughs> still kind of um, incorporated some aspects of what was what's in the actual word in terms of him being... I guess the him being 
a slave to that man and um is i guess the equivalent of being in prison and him the man choosing him to be free versus the people making Correct. a choice of of the two or whatever so yeah i guess that was their way of like weaving that in um yes. the so- uh the part about um the achilles heel being is that is that something that is actually like in the world or did they just like use that um because well, of the expression of the Achilles heel being a I think a that was area more of weakness, vulnerable of weakness, spot. Correct. Okay. Right. I think that was more so of that, like our Achilles heel be an area of weakness for us as humans, right? Because he was like, that would "You're be... gonna kill me. You gotta hit the uh, the Achilles, the Achilles or whatever." Heel. Like, right? The... Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. You can only I can only be killed by my heel, so that's my only weakness, right? Yeah. As a human, right? Yeah. Even though he says he's immortal, right? So if you're immortal. How can your heel be your place to be the only place you can be killed, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and then he's like, wrong hit, wrong heel. Wrong heel, <laughs> right. <laughs> y'all, y'all get that when y'all see it. See it. But yeah. um yeah. yeah, it was it was it was dope. Um it was about um manifestation with Lakeith's uh character wanting to be like jesus of nazareth and right that is so um, true i didn't think about that that him like he's like i want to be like that right now like and and i'm gonna be that and ultimately he was he was he was um someone said that that even leads us to be like mindful of our words and what we speak right and what we want yeah right right yeah Someone said, I like that they did not disrespect Jesus and his story, even with this fictionalized depiction. So true. True. Yeah. It involved race as well. Um, yes. In that aspect and us coming together at times. Yes. Um, yeah, it was, it was overall, I think it was very well put together. Um, fast shouts to James Samuel, who wrote and directed Lakeith Stanfield, who I think is a dope, dope actor. Um, produced Jay Z was one of the producers on the film. This is the second film that um Jay Z was a part of in this team in terms of um production. The Harder They Fall, which was on Netflix, was the first one, and now they have this one. Jesus quote in the film that which is hidden from you will become clearer to you for there is nothing hidden that won't manifest. Which is true, right? We've all heard the um, cliches uh, was done in the dark will come to the light, right? Right. So basically it hidden, right? It, it, it may be hidden initially, but ultimately it is revealed, right? So anything that is um, you know, you, you're not aware of, you're not clear on, you don't have an understanding for initially becomes illuminated, right? There, it becomes clear to you. You didn't see it. The unseen becomes seen, all of those things. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's so true. That's such a true, <clears throat> true, 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 um, saying. And such I want to say, I like how this is going to be the last thing before we, um, move on though. I, I like how 
it wasn't like overly like religious religious mm-hmm. yeah it, so i feel like anyone even if you whether you believe you don't believe whatever i feel like you can go see this movie and not feel like um religion is like being forced on you or whatever like i feel like it's you can get a, a understanding a better understanding if you don't have one and it's just um like we mentioned a story on other other things not just like religion like we mentioned manifestation um the race aspect it's just different aspects included in it that is not so like you know it's not so so religious so i yeah. think um there, anyone there are can, issues can that go see this and, and and enjoy it or just you know go ahead what were you gonna say yeah no i'm sorry uh there were yeah like you said just as you said there are many issues that are relevant today that are uh, displayed in in the right. movie itself and so it's it's relatable on many many uh levels right it's not just about you know the religious aspects truly the soul of the movie yes is about the story of jesus but out of that story are so many things that we are dealing with today so yeah and um someone said the bible is the original book that speaks on law of attraction is all up in there <laughs> yeah everything's in there yeah yeah everything's in there um, one thing I will say though, I'm tight at, I don't know if it's just AMC or if it's, um, if this is all theaters, I feel like it should, a movie like this, the way it was shot, the, the cinematography of it, all of that, I think was so dope. I feel like it should have been in a bigger theater. I feel like this belonged in like the IMAX or even the like Dolby theaters, if you're familiar with the AMC different theaters, they got Prime, Dolby. Like, I feel like it should have been in like a bigger theater so we could have really got into the, the art of it. Cause it was the, the way they shot it was so dope. It was like, it was like art. Like, I, and I felt like it should have been in on a bigger screen. Like, it, it, I don't know. And I don't know if this, just because it's predominantly black cast or if it's just the production of it or what, what goes on behind the scenes and who determines what theater it goes in. But I just feel like it was made to be on a bigger screen. No, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. But you know how they do, how these uh, studios, these major studios do when it comes to movies that are uh, majority black cast, right? Um, mm. They don't feel like we deserve that, right? We don't deserve the bigger screen because they don't they don't feel like we draw the audience, right? And so that's what happens in the in the industry. Yeah. Again, dealing with race, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it it sucks. It's a mess, but yeah, that's what we deal with. <clears throat> Someone said they didn't even have one poster at their theater except one small one. Studio didn't promote this right. Wow. Mm. Yeah, that's my only uh, thing I got to say um, on the negative side. I feel like it should have been in a bigger thing. But if you didn't see it, if you plan to go see it, let this be your reason to go see it. Go see it. The Book of Samuel is in theaters now. Definitely go check it out. Uh, book on? of Clarence. Book of Book of Samuel. What am I saying? <laughs> 
That's Samuel the book. <laughs> Name Samuel. Fast shots to you. That was for you. <laughs> the book of Clarence. I said the book of Samuel. You got to go to Samuel and read. Samuel <laughs> Maybe that could be the next part. Okay. Um, but yeah, we're going to move on. What else? Hot in these blogs. Let's talk about uh, Jonathan Majors. He did an interview recently. This was his first interview he's done since being found guilty of being reckless. I already told you how I felt about that last week or so, but <laughs> it's crazy why he was found guilty. But nonetheless, he was. And now he done, this is his first interview he's done. The reason we're talking about this today is because he has yet again mentioned Coretta Scott King. We've heard her name pop up out his mouth a few times. This time, the person who was interviewing him asked him about his relationship with Megan Good, who we've seen by his side when he's going to court, et cetera. And he caught uh, Megan an angel. He said, she's an angel. She held me down like Coretta. I'm so blessed to have her. And this prompted... Coretta Scott King's daughter, Bernice King, to enter the chat. The, pre- the past two or three times he's mentioned her mom's name. She she didn't say nothing, but I guess this time she was like, oh, nah, that's the last straw. <laughs> Keep my mom's name out. <laughs> she said, my mother wasn't a prop. She was a peace advocate before she met my father and was instrumental in him speaking out against the Vietnam War. Please understand, my mama was a force. Um, what you think? What you think about first him mentioning Coretta in, in the way that he's mentioning her and then um, also Bernice's response to it? Well, no disrespect to Coretta, God bless her soul. Um, I think from what I've heard, I didn't watch the interview, like, so I didn't really you know, get to really hear and or see you know, what transpired. But I think that him referencing Coretta to me just uh, kind of implies what we all know Coretta to be, right? A, a supportive wife, right? right? Who stood by her husband, who was a great man um, and who um, who now, because of his works, we, we, we're standing on the shoulders of him and those who came before him, right? In the civil rights movement. And so I think think he is trying to say you know he he either he's uh identifying megan as a type of supportive black woman strong um that is standing by his side right and supporting him in whatever way that she can maybe that's the angle he's coming from um in terms of these you know references because if i remember he also even on the recording during the trial right with the girlfriend, when they played the recording, he also was mentioning Coretta Scott and Michelle Obama to her Mm -hmm. in terms of, I think, like what he was looking for in a woman or the type of woman she should be, right? Right. So I think that um, that's what he's looking for in a woman, per se. Um, Yeah, I I just think that, yeah, no, go go ahead. ahead. Yeah, no, I was just saying, I just think that that's what it is, um, is the support, right? Um, But 
just say that, right? Like, say, did he say, like, you know, just as we know Coretta Scott was a supportive wife or a supportive woman who, uh, and we all know that when it comes to to women, that their 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 role is really, they are the stronger ones, right? And it's not just supporting the, the man. They're more times than not doing the work, right? Um, and leading the man, right? Uh, right. You don't have a strong man unless there's a strong woman. They, they are the backbone of the men. And so uh, we know that women endure more. Um, they are stronger than men um, in every aspect. I mean, like, shoot, they bear children. So something that a man can't do and probably wouldn't even have the mm to be able to be able to withstand that alone. So we already know that the women are the, the head, honestly. They, they may not be in the forefront, but they are the head. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just think, you know, he's coming from that place in terms of being supportive and um, standing by his side. Right. Um, I, I agree. I feel like the part of me was feeling like he was mentioning them, but just because they were like, he admired them and, their their strength and i guess being right there with their with their men's through through everything or whatever i don't know that that's what i kind of um got from it i was feeling like her her response though was more like an insult to megan more than him in a sense like i don't know maybe i'm wrong but it, it's like are you saying megan's a prop <laughs> Like, right. No, I'm I'm with you on that. Like, like I it felt like more of a this to to like versus just saying keep my mom's name out your fucking mouth <laughs> to say like my mother wasn't a prop. Like it's like I, yeah. I would be if, if I was Megan, I'd be like, am I a prop? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I <laughs> if, think it felt you, more you... like a, a insult toward towards Megan, or could be taking more of an insult towards Megan than than him. You know, like what you mean. Yeah, for sure. You you <laughs> definitely hit the hit the nail in the coffin right there. Like I, that would be more offensive for Megan, right, to say that. Oh, you know, my mother wasn't a prop because that's essentially what you're saying <laughs> to him is that oh, Megan's a prop. She she's no Coretta Scott. She's she's just a prop. She's just somebody you got there on on you know on your arms, you know, a trophy or whatever have you. But when you don't know the inner workings of what's really happening in that relationship, you can't really say that about Megan um or I mean we don't know I mean we're not in that circle I, I don't know you know I'm not in that circle so I can't say what Bernice knows what she doesn't know in terms of their relationship and why Megan is there um I mean now it lends to for one to really think about like okay well why is me? Because I think I question too <laughs> not that I think about it <laughs> I think I question like okay well Megan I see you really like you know, clunk, really cling or clung to this man and you 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 know, whom you just started dating. Um, yeah, it, it was kind of strange, I must say, I must say. Um, but like, who doesn't want I, to be supportive, right? To the person that they are with or involved with or in a relationship with. So again, I just, I chummed it up to her just being the supportive girlfriend, right? to an individual who she's dating and they're going through. So she wants to be there for him. That's it. Um, but we, again, we don't know what's being, so how she's being supportive, right? 
you know, maybe she's keeping him motivated, uplifted, you know, during this time and, you know, being supportive with her advice and her words and her presence. And so, you know, that's to be commended. That's it. But I definitely agree right. with you, though, that that is that could be offensive. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said, I think she felt he was coming from a perspective that some men tend to look at her as just in the background, dealing with a man's troubles and keeping her mouth shut. Well, yeah, that's true, too, because uh, when you don't hear from women, right, we think that that's all they're there for, right, is to just stand there, be quiet mm -hmm. and um, just be the backbone because we, we don't hear from we, we rarely heard from Coretta Scott. Right. So you would you would get the notion that she was just that person mm -hmm. um, that didn't say much. And, you know, she was just there. So that's absolutely true. The statement that that person made. Yeah. But it's like, I guess. I don't know. I guess Bernice just was like, that's how she was taking it every time he mentioned it. So she just was like, look, it's time I think it's all, it's just all in the lens in which you view it through. Like, Some, I mean, look at you and I, we didn't see it that way. <laughs> yeah. Nah, nah. Yeah. But I mean, I've seen, I've seen a lot of people on the internet, like, I, yeah, it's, it's like you said, it's all in the lens and how you view it and, people gonna look at it in, in different ways someone said maybe she has heard megan was hired to help his image <laughs> hired. hired to help his image mm. um i mean hey hey yeah time will tell time will tell it all shall be revealed right at some point yeah i mean we'll see but Fashion us to Coretta Scott King. Appreciate you for all you've done. And may she continue to rest in peace. And if Bernice can have her way, her name will stay out of Jonathan's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's move on. Let's talk about Angela Bassett. One of the great ones. And she was just uh, given a honorary Oscar an honorary Academy Award. We all know Angela was robbed twice. Twice. Um, she was first nominated for What's Love Got to Do With It, where she played Tina Turner, robbed. And fast forward to last year. Was it last year or the year before? Where she was nominated for Wakanda Forever. Robbed yeah, again. And the second time it was clear even even Angela was fed up when the camera, you know, how they show the, the nominees. They have them on video waiting for who's going to be called. And when they call whoever won. Angela didn't even clap. <laughs> she didn't smile. <laughs> she did nothing because it was it was disrespectful. For one, they build it up like this was going to be her year and deservingly so. Right. Not even like just because, oh, she should be given one because she's a Black actress. Like, nah, she deserved it and was robbed. But here we are, 14th Annual Governor's Ball just happened, and they gave her an honorary Oscar. What do you think about this? Yeah, this doesn't rest well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, granted, you know, she got an Oscar, but it's an honorary Oscar, right? So it's like, right. for me, honorary says, uh, you know, we feel bad that we we did you wrong so many times. 
Um, we feel bad that we snubbed you so many times. We feel bad that you really deserve this based on your talents and your gift. But um, to make up for that, we're going to give you an honorary Oscar. Um, yeah. Yeah, it definitely. I, <laughs> it definitely, it don't hit the same. I feel like she deserved it on Oscar night in front of the world on televised television when she was do it. I feel like honorary Oscar is like somebody getting an honorary doctor. You're, you're not a real doctor just because you got an honorary doctor. Yeah, you got doctor in front of your name. Now you could say that, but it's like, it's not, it's not the same. And she was appreciative and it, yeah, it's, it's there. So it would still count if she needed it to, to be an EGOT or something. Yeah, it's there, but it's not the same sandwich. It's not the same. It's not yeah, the same. No, it's not the same. It's, it's not, not the, same. the same. You know, and I loved her her speech. Her speech was very powerful. It was very moving. Um, I love that she still accepted it with grace and with yeah, you know, absolutely with gratitude. But yeah, I just I I don't feel like because technically like she deserves like, an actual Oscar. You yeah, know? and it and it is right. Like, don't get us wrong. Like, it, it's an Oscar. Yes, it'll be in her trophy shelf. It'll be it account, but it's not the same. Yeah, because we <laughs> want her to win an Oscar based on her talent, right, and her gift. I want her to win an Oscar outright, where you know she's in a category with five other leading women or supportive actresses and so forth. And then we like, yeah, and the winner is Angela Bassett. Yeah, right. We want right. that. Yeah, we want that. We we don't want this. You know honorary thing that says hey we we owe we owe you this so because we can't give you the you know the oscar in and based on you know the movie that you did we'll, we'll go ahead and give you this honorary one but i feel like she's gonna get it i feel like uh soon it soon come it soon come the the real thing yeah not, not let, me, let me not say the real thing because this is the real thing but you know one based on her talents and her gifts just in in front of the people live on stage for for a specific project too because this is like it's clear that you guys recognize she deserves this and it's like she wouldn't have got this otherwise so y'all clearly know she deserves this but she needs to get it for a specific work Right. That's what we a want. A specific category, one that she deserves. Right. Where her work uh, is being compared to other members of, you know, uh, the acting industry and they're being measured against one another. And it says, oh, well, she's the best of the best out of this category. That, yeah. That's what we want. We, we know that, yeah, you know her talents, you know her gifts, and therefore you've, you know, you've given her this honorary Oscar, but I want for, like you said, the world to see where we've now measured her abilities and talents and gifts against other actresses within the same category. And she's come, she's come out supreme. Yeah. I want that. Yeah. Same, same. Someone said this, this Oscar recognizes her talent overall, which it does. They say she is the only sec, she's only the second black woman to get this. Cicely Tyson is the first. 
They say, do hope she gets one for a project. Yeah, she, yes. did, she did mention that in her speech about um, Cicely being the first to receive an honorary Oscar and her only being the second, which is crazy, right, to me, that there would only be like a first and or, and or second Black woman to receive this, right? But yeah, but this is for the honorary one, though, so it's like... I mean, we're only talking that to, about five, I, six in with, with, with Cicely, the Oscar itself. <laughs> does Cicely have a, um so Cicely doesn't even have a regular Oscar like from Oscar night either no. or do she no I don't believe Cicely Tyson so had an another Oscar. another disrespect right that's what I'm saying we're probably only about six what black actresses in that have o- Oscars I want to say I'm not Five sure or six, right yeah Wait, Samuel Jackson, the same thing? I'm just learning. Yeah. No, he doesn't have an Oscar. He got the honorary one, though? I think he got the honorary one. Yeah, he got the honorary one. But I know he doesn't have an Oscar. Nah, y'all violating. This is what I'm saying. Y'all gone too far now. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all violating. Right. Y'all violating. Y'all violating. Nah, this is like a pity pity award like right nah nah, right now you get what i'm saying samuel jackson uh cicely tyson and now angela bassett yep nah i don't like it even more i don't like it even more but hey congratulations to angela bassett congratulations on becoming an oscar winner and we just hope they give it to you the right way in the future. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah. <laughs> like, we, we know you deserved it. So, here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But let's move on. Um, speaking of actresses, Vivica Fox was hot in the blogs this week for comments she made when asked, how does she feel about Taraji speaking out about the various things she's been speaking out on, whether it was the, the pay gap, whether it was the, the having to fight for like their own trailers and food and having to call on Oprah to like, fix things on on the set of the color purple etc uh tmz asked vivica what she thought and vivica said to each his own i am very happy very blessed to each their own i i didn't have that experience so you know she said but to get your peace out is important i totally understand that and i love my girls for looking out for each other but i'm good is what she said yeah what you think (laughs) this is so disturbing on so many levels for me because it is an example of how it is with us as a culture as a race just us as a people right how we don't stick together and i think it was martin luther king jr who said it best right and injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere right so what that is is if just because it's not 
that's the problem when we we talk about oh that's their problem that's their issue that's right. not mine right right you are a part of the you're a black woman a black actress you can never get too comfortable and think that you've arrived like and you've made it and n- that's not going to affect you because right. it is you're you still a black one project woman. away from being treated right. the same way exactly at the end of the day so don't yeah don't think that that won't come around to you so yeah, I'm so, yeah, it's so disturbing to me that, that Vivica would even say something like that, right? Like, I'm good. Oh, you may be good for now. You know what I'm saying? Vivica said, I'm good. I'm Vivica good. said, that's y'all fight. Y'all, y'all look good together over there. I, I applaud that, but right. wow. I'm over here. And that's, that's, that's the problem that we have as a, as a race. <laughs> we, we don't have that same um, notion and or... Um, thought process that we in order to get things accomplished we have to come together right we gotta stick together and we just we don't do it we don't do it it kind of felt like um it came from a place of like trying to protect her own what she got going i ain't about to mess i ain't about to mess my connections up for 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 saying xyz that's where it kind of came from versus i feel like you you could have the greatest experience this could not be your experience but i feel like she could have said it differently she could have even if even if just saying like you know like i i stand by my sisters like or whatever like i stand by y'all like that's unfortunate and keep on Keep on keeping on or whatever. Like, I don't know. But the way the, the wording she used and the way she said it, it was kind of like, that's, that's y'all. This me. That's, and that's y'all and, problem. And that's exactly what she meant. That's how she, she said it, just how she meant it. That's yeah. your problem. Right. That's not mine. I'm good. I'm good. Singular, right? I'm good. I'm not affected. It doesn't affect me and what I got going on and I, you know, I've never, never been a part of it. Uh, that's on y'all. That's y'all fight. <laughs> I, I applaud y'all for fighting though, but <laughs> that's y'all fight. Like she said it how she meant it. That's yeah. she sugarcoated, yeah. and she's known to be one of those right that speaks, that um, says what she yeah. means and means she what she says. So definitely, yeah, that's how she meant it. That's that unfortunate it. though. Yeah, but hey. Yeah. Someone said Vivica has been in the business long enough to know how to give the best PR answer that would have been more supportive. She may have some background issue with Taraji or is protecting her interests. Um, yeah, that could be too. That, that could be, be true. true. Without without saying um, without saying it could be something something there. But so, here's the thing. And and like that individual said, like she could have said something that was a bit more supportive, right? Even if you had an issue with Taraji, Taraji is not solely speaking for herself. She's speaking for all the black actresses coming up behind her as well, right? So even if you did, maybe we don't know, you know, if you do have a problem with Taraji or had one in the past of some sort, the, the answer just could have been a bit more supportive. It shouldn't have been that. It definitely shouldn't have been that where you said you good. (laughs) (laughs) We ain't good, good, but we still she good. (laughs) Yeah, like come on now. And this is the way she said it too. If you if you see the the clip, it's like side eye like 
I'm good. <laughs> it was like a little hearsay, like I'm good. Like you know, you know, you know how us black people do and how we speak, and um, black women in particular, how speak with your <laughs> eyes and like you ain't even gotta say nothing, just give that look. Like she said, she said a lot more words just with that look alone. <laughs> Just with the look along like, and the little slight I'm, little move. I'm good. Yeah. I'm I'm good. <laughs> there was know, ten was more like sentences that. in that in that eye look. <laughs> if you know, you know. But um, yeah. I mean, hey, <laughs> we'll see what happens with this. Wow. Um, last but not least. Yo, if y'all only knew what I'm what I'm doing over here, um, and <laughs> um, I'm multitasking for real, for real. But last but not least, what's hot in these blogs? I'm trying to uh, stall for a second, but um, we're gonna talk about. Actually, it's two more things I want to talk about. But first, let's talk about Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart's wife. Um, give me one second while I pull this up. Kevin Hart's wife. I'm clearly stolen and I'm doing a horrible job at it. All right, I'm ready. <laughs> Kevin Hart's wife, um, ex-wife, ex-wife, Kevin Hart's ex-wife, Tori Hart, is going on tour with Cat Williams. And this is in the blogs because if you know, you know, Cat just did this interview on Shannon Sharp's podcast where he just let off the clip on every comedian that he has issues with. Kevin Hart was one of them. And he went as far as to say, like, he made it seem like it's smoke. Like, he called Kevin Hart a gatekeeper at one point. He said that they've never been in the same building together and and almost to imply, like, Kev know what's up. And he know not to be in the same building as me at the same time. But right after this interview came out and has gone viral here we have tori hart announcing that she's going on tour with her good friend as she put it cat williams she's going on the dark matters tour and looking at this from the outside it's kind of like huh enemies enemies link up or something like what do you think about i'm tori announcing her going on tour with Cat Williams. Is this kind of like a payback type of thing? Like this, this, I feel like there's some, there's some kind of agenda it feels like. Cause why now? Why now? Why, why now? It kind of feels like a, a a publicity thing and a jab at the same time. 
right after this man just did this um podcast where he's going in on Kev, and now you have his ex-wife announcing going on this tour. This is not just by chance. It wasn't just in the works already. So it feels kind of like a, like a jab, in a sense. Well, You don't think that? Do we know that it wasn't in the works already? I mean, it may just appear as though it's just out of the blue, right? Like that, you know, he, yeah, he just was. And I don't know how hard he went in on, on Kevin Hart, no pun intended. I don't know how hard he went on you know, Kevin Hart, but um, there could have been, this could have already been in play, right? Um, we know that contracts could are drawn been. up. We know that, you know, uh, people are selected all the time to go on on these, uh, this is a tour, is what this yeah. is, right? Yeah. Yeah, to go on tour. So typically this is no last minute thing, right? I mean, usually- I mean, I mean you, it, it, no? it, in, in, this, in this space, it could very well be last minute. It This could just be a phone call like the night before, like, yo, I think this would be a good look. And it's done. Okay. Draw up the contract and it's done. It's not like, you know, it's just, come on, come on. Like, you know, it's not nothing that got to be like built for months and, you know, anything of that nature. It's just one phone call. Come through, I- you know? I mean, it's an opportunity for her, right? Who, who I've heard has always been um, a comedian, anyway, right? Like she was a writer, right? right? Which um, I didn't know, that. by the way. I actually did not know that she was a comedian at all. I was completely out of the loop in that regard. When when I seen this, I was like, "Wait, she do comedy? I never even knew. I never knew." But apparently, she has yeah. been, and like you just mentioned. She even wrote for Kevin early on when he was coming up. She wrote yeah. for him. I had no idea of none of that. Um, yeah. Didn't even yeah, know she I was a comedian. I had heard of that. I think on one of his like earlier, earlier uh, either interviews or docs. One of yeah, he, he mentioned it. He mentioned it too. It's not even like something that it's like on the low, like, oh, shocking. Like she wrote blah, blah, blah. He gave her her, her, her praise on, on it. He told her, I mean, he mentioned that she, she wrote. Yeah. So I just see it maybe as a, a just an opportunity for her. Cause if not, when does she, this is a, maybe a one-time thing that she, you know, has, has never received the opportunity to go on tour to really, you know, showcase her talent, right. That, as a comedian. Cause just like you yeah, didn't really I, even I know that. Know she was in comedy many people don't know that she's right. in comedy and um this could be just an opportunity for her and it just so happens to be that cat yeah just went on this rant um you know going in on all the comedians um and some heavy and where i feel like yeah there's some truth in there but it was so much that was said like so you don't you really can't tell if it was coming from a place of you know bitterness you know genuineness like where was it coming from it's still my question like where is all of this coming from cat um but yeah i don't is it a jab could it be a jab as well as you know an opportunity for uh tory 
uh, yeah, it could be a jab. It could be a jab on cats. We have like, ah, look, yeah. Right. And I got your wife on too. And I got me. your wife. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. And or when she wife. posted this announcement, she posted the clip from the interview where Kat said that he don't put people on who aren't funnier than him. Like he only put people on who are funnier than him. So that's to um, show, shine a light on how funny he must think she is to even bring her on board um, for this tour. Um, Kevin Hart responded when asked about it, and he was just regular about it. He said, I want everybody to win. I love everybody. I hope the tour is great. And I don't know if that was coming from a sar sarcastic point of view or just like a get that camera on my face. Like, I don't care. But he he said he want everybody to win. He love everybody. He hoped the tour is great. And why would he be bitter or anything? He's Kevin Hart. He's worth how much? And he's doing how much? So it's like, do y'all. Yeah. Like, that's that's the only response that that should have came out of this. Like, do y'all. I agree. I agree. I don't think that it should have been anything negative. Yeah, like I, I, I heard him say that before. Like I want everybody to win. So that's not out of the ordinary. I've definitely heard him say that before. So you know him saying, "I want everybody to win." I hope the tour is great. Um, I, I wouldn't take it as being sarcasm. I think he was being honest. Yeah, you know, it's his ex-wife. At the end of the day, it's his kid's mother. So yeah, he want her to win. It probably wouldn't necessarily be Cat winning, but he definitely wants her to win. I'm for sure. I could you know stay yeah i i think it's true <laughs> yeah let them do what they do like hey hope it's successful like you just said like i'm good of vivica fox i'm good i'm good <laughs> <laughs> yeah man i mean <laughs> that's how it should be at the end of the day um i'm curious though i'm curious now to see her in in action especially given that she's been doing this for so long and yeah i think somebody said 12 um, years yeah for cat to say he only put people on who are funnier than him and cat is funny as fuck so it's like i'm i'm definitely interested to see her in action and congratulations i mean a win i'm definitely a win. with you I'm with you on that. I, I'm definitely eager to see like her in action, like you said. Not just I want to see now just how funny she is, and so yeah, I'm the, yeah. Uh, yeah, I definitely want to see. I'm I'm interested. I'm intrigued. Yeah, I am too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely it's something there. It's something there, and we'll see <laughs> how this uh plays out. <laughs> Um, last but not least, what's hot in these blogs? Oh, shoot. We got to speed this up. Um, the United States prosecutors are seeking a death penalty against a white supremacist Buffalo shooter. He's the guy who he was 18 at the time. And Peyton Gendron is his name. He shot up a supermarket in Buffalo. And he... was sentenced to life in prison. And now the prosecutors are looking to get the death penalty. And mm. it was racially motivated. We already know. And yeah, death penalty. What do you think about this? Well, uh, 
Yeah, while that was a sad time um, to have that happen uh, in Buffalo, New York, I'm one who is against <laughs> capital punishment. Um, and that's, for me, that it's just like, well, you're doing the same thing, right? That's how I view it. I view it as this is one of those things that's like an eye for an eye, two for a two. So we're going to take your life. And that's still putting the power of taking someone's life in the in one's hand, right? So mm-hmm. I'm giving you this ability to say, you're going to die. You're going to die at this time. You're going to die in this manner. And so I've never been a proponent of capital punishment. Um, if anything, let them sit in on death row or whatever for however long or in prison for however long and suffer in that way. Um, yeah, so putting them to death is not a good thing for me. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of, although we do know like when when there are individuals who are on death row, they tend to be there for years and years and years. It's a long process, right? Before that time even comes, before they're actually put to death. But so if they're going to be there for all that time before they put to death, then just leave them there. Like there's even, there's not a need to even put them to death at the end of the day. Um, And I do know this is not at all um, disregarding what they did, the lives that they took, right? But I guess it's because I serve a higher power. I feel like that is up to to God, him and God, and his, his punishment will come from above. It won't come from man here on earth saying, hey, you, you'll be put to death. But that's my take on that. So I feel like, I feel like, and not for the reasons you just said, like, I, I, I can't, I'm not saying that I'm against um, capital punishment. I will say, though, in this case, I feel like the death penalty is like the easy way out. I feel like he needs to suffer I feel like he should spend the rest of his life in a five by five box with no windows, no outside time. Give him one meal a day of the worst possible food imaginable and let him like rot in prison is how I feel. I feel like the death penalty is just the easy way out. Like it's just like he's not there's no he needs to sit and think about what he did and like even if that means losing his mind in the process like that's the punishment I feel is appropriate for for what he did like I don't know I just feel like the death penalty is just the easy way it's like it's too easy like one and done like nah that man needs to suffer yeah, no, I agree with you. It is an easy way out. Yeah, it definitely is. Like, um, so I'll go ahead and take your life. Let <laughs> me add, no visitations, no nothing. Like, he, only, he, he shouldn't have no privileges, nobody coming to see you, none of that. None of that. Five by five box with no blankets either. Oh, no blankets either. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. I agree with you. Yeah, it's definitely. That's too. It's too. It's too. It's too, it's too easy. Quick yeah, and easy. It's, like, it's like, get out of jail free card, right? Because you, you ain't, you ain't. There's no suffering being taken. And again, we do know it's not. It's not a speedy situation, right? It doesn't happen right away. 
So he is going to spend some time in prison. But I just, I just, just want him to stay there because if you're not going to kill him right away, stay then there. You may as well just let him stay there and suffer. Yeah. You know they got to go through all these appeals and all of this stuff. So he wound up being there years before he's even put to death. So it's like, so why are we going through that process then of putting him to death? And two, like you said, it's it's him getting off easy. His attorneys is um. Of course, they're disappointed in the decision, but their reasoning, they said, rather than a prolonged and traumatic capital prosecution, the efforts of the federal government would be better spent on combating the forces that facilitated this terrible crime, including easy access to deadly weapons and the failure of social media companies to moderate the hateful rhetoric and images that circulate online. They got a point there, too. I agree with them on that in terms of we need to combat preventing this um, from happening, from happening again. right? Yeah. And what, what led up to it and what caused it and how, how he was able to carry this out. Yeah, this is the issue that we're, we're dealing with, these mass shootings. And my mother always used to say there's warning before destruction, right? And so, you know, with them stating uh, keeping watch, right? We're supposed to have these watchdogs that watch everything. So social media platforms, things that, that are being posted, the rhetoric and stuff that's being posted um, and getting a cap on these things to aid in the prevention of these situations from happening. Um, that's where the focus definitely should be geared toward. Instead and the thing of, is of putting too, him to death. The thing is too, because they, they do a good job at censoring what they want to censor, these social media apps, because... It's the reason we got to write words like unalived or spaced out certain words that is not even on some like hate speech, but they they quick to block out your comment or say this comment goes against our community standards. But you could go somewhere else, another page and see something that's spewing out hateful rhetoric and it's still just there and post it. So it's like the social media companies definitely got to do better across the board. Like. Y'all censoring things that don't even need to be censored and letting other shit fly. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. I heard that on, because uh, I'm, you know, of course, I'm, I'm not an avid social media individual. Uh, right. So a lot of those things that I'm not privy to, but I heard on the radio, you know, the radio host was speaking about what you just mentioned in terms of certain words that you can't, you can't say and so forth, or they, uh, I guess they shut you off or they yeah. activate your account or something like that. And I was like, really? And like you mentioned, you, they can't say dead or they can't say death or something like that. And so right. You got to say or unalive. You got to say unalive. Now. It's like, yeah. So I was like, wow, really? Really? That was, that was interesting. Like even right now on this, we probably going to bleep out those words. Oh, okay. <laughs> just said. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's crazy. And they, they, they need to be bleeping out the, the real issues like, Go go somewhere else and really combat that. Take that stuff down. That's really harming. Or that's really harmful, I should say. Um, but yeah, that concludes what's hot in these blogs. And yeah, we're gonna get ready to wrap this thing on up. Um, I'm gonna do a quick what blows mine because we definitely over time, but. Well, Blows Mind is the part of the show we say we can sundial our skin, works our nerves, 
What's that thing people do that just have you like, bruh? Really? Um, what blows my for this week is first, do you do you have something by chance? I do. I think there are yours? many things that blows my mind, right? That doesn't get me up in arms, but it just makes me think like, why? <laughs> I ask the question, why? Um, and I guess it's, it's people, not all people, particularly the people who don't keep their word, right? Okay. Um, my mother always taught me as a little boy, um, and she instilled so much in me. I wish her so many. Uh, as, a, as a little boy, she would say, you, you need to always be a man of your word, right? If you say something, if you say you're going to do something, if you say you, you know, uh, you make it known that, hey, I'll be there, you need to uphold that. You need to stick to that, right? And so when people say that they're going to do something or, you know, they say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'll call you back and I'll let you know on Tuesday. Or, hey, you can count on me to be there next week on the 22nd. Now, granted, I know things happen. You know, there are situations that arise that are out of your control and so forth. But even in those instances, be an individual to state that, you know, say, hey, I won't be able to make Tuesday. I won't be able to be in attendance on the 22nd because of X, Y, Z. And we don't need to go into deep explanation of any sorts, but just that I've stated, I know I told you that I'll be there or I'll be able to make it, but this has come up and this prohibits me from being able to keep that in which I said I would do. So that is one of those things that really, really blows my, like when people don't adhere to those things in which they've stated they would do, you know? Fair you, yeah. I fear you, definitely, definitely. Your word um, is your bond is the cliche used, right yeah yeah because you you got to you got it you got to keep your word on, on things i think people a lot of times they be like i don't know they be either overthinking or just aren't um i don't know maybe they be thinking about what the other person is gonna say or do or i don't know it's like just be up front and just say it you know yeah. But uh, what blows my for this week is um, social regarding social media. So posts that have like a uh, 50 million swipes to finish watching a video. <laughs> like I was just on this page, <laughs> one of the most popular blog pages on Instagram. And in the past, it used to be because Instagram only gave you a minute to post something. And mm -hmm. then they added where you could put multiple things in one thing so it would let it go up to a minute and then you would add the next video second but this particular post it didn't even have to go to the full minute it's like they just randomly broke it up so it was like 15 seconds and then you swiping to see the rest and you swiping you swiping you swiping it's like what the fuck is this like why are y'all like it was annoying like swiping because you 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 realize after a while, like, okay, it started over. Time to swipe to the next thing. Because sometimes you don't even realize it started over yet. You swiping, but it's just, it, it didn't make sense. And I know it's probably some algorithm reason why, why pages mm -hmm. do this or some, like, 
maybe copyright thing where they trying they're trying to trick the the system i'm that's the only thing that would make sense and why i think pages do this now but at least make it make sense have the video go to the full 59 seconds and then put the next video next not 12 and then swipe and then another 17 seconds on the second video then swipe and then another 13 it's like it it, it blew my it blew my <laughs> having to swipe 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 just to finish a damn 50 second video it didn't make sense to me i i understand it but yeah that make that blew my that blew my yeah yeah make it make sense but um yeah we're gonna get ready to wrap this thing on up um rail appreciate you for being on and your input on all of the things thank you for having me thank you for having me it was a pleasure and anytime feel free yeah. uh to invite me back and I, i'm here i'm here it's Definitely. like it's like coming it's like coming to the view <laughs> the view <laughs> yeah it's like okay. coming to the view yeah 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 I, I liken it to the view you know okay yeah, yeah. Hollywood and Friends is like the view for me. I never um, <laughs> would compare Hollywood and Friends to the view. The view, the view, the view is um, a little hood like that. The view is a little like ratchet at times. I don't, I don't think that I don't think that Hollywood and Friends is ratchet. You know what I'm saying? I think it allows for your viewpoint. Right? Well, the viewpoint. So, okay. I yeah, that's all. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah appreciate you and we'll definitely have you on um again for sure um in the meantime in between time be sure to follow us on social media facebook.com slash hollywood and friends radio on instagram is at hollywood and friends follow me at i am hollywood instagram facebook and twitter follow my producer stacy at hampton blue network across all platforms blu is how you spell blue and if you want to see our faces, hit up YouTube, youtube.com slash Hampton Blue. Once again, remember, B-O-U is how you spell blue. And that's it. You're going to wrap this thing on up. Enjoy your Sunday. Appreciate you for listening. However you're listening. We out. Deuces. Give me a second, let me air it out. Click, clack, bang, I'ma clear it out. G Von Shi, I'ma wear it out. Phone campaign, don't compare my route. And uh, call me to go. Price going up, better have my quote. I should be celebrated, let me grab my float. And I stay getting brain from a misty throat. Now, Barbadini fettuccine on my plate for dinner. Niggas can't see me, I'm Houdini, and it's just a glimmer of what I have in store. Furthermore, ain't no beginner. Who's the dopest of them all? Let me ask my mirror, mirror. Huh, big ego. My ancestors so regal. Rooting for all my people. They try to oppress, but we thread the needle. Huh, this a redo. Navigation on a clear view. Stop killing each other. We the same hue. From the same blocks, nigga, from the same stoops. <laughs> Let me pick up with a flow that can hold you like stick-ups. Beep, beep. A small setback, a hiccup. But now I'm back like a season. Summer with the heat, heat, heat. 2020 full of new growth. Stay packed with a new flow. <laughs> Ain't these other niggas you know. 
They never leave a block and I'm flying out of Heathrow. Oh, here he go. On top like a CEO. Danger, call it Mr. Co. And different folks don't want to see you moving up different strokes. Am I visible? Better than any mini mini mo. Here for the gold C3PO. Ghost gave me the beat just to hear me gloat. Uh. Can you hear me now? Get back, get back to it, right back to it. Came out the flames, going right back through it. Bet this a bop soon as I debut it. Never will I stop, nigga, thought you knew it. If you left my side, you blew it. If you counted me out, you stupid. Clarity, nigga, no confusion. Get back, get back, cause the heat I'm brewing is a Hadouken. Wait till you hear this whole new shit. Just reloaded my new clip. Feeling this bite, this a pulpit. Church, Sunday service. Can't judge a book by what's on this surface. <laughs> I'm so quiet, I should make you nervous. Send out a PSA, nigga, this is urgent. Uh. Can you hear me now? Uh. Can you hear me now? This thing on? Can you hear me now? Uh. Can you hear me now?